this with me, Judah. Come on. Worship the Lord, worship the Lord, worship the Lord. Come on, sing it with me. Worship the Lord, worship the Lord, worship the Lord. Come on, come on. Worship the Lord, worship the Lord, worship the Lord. Everybody sing it. Worship the Lord, worship the Lord, worship the Lord. Come on, come on, come on, let's sing it, come on. Worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord. Come on, let's sing it. We worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. We worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord, worship you, Lord. Yes, we do, Lord, today.
sing it with her. Come on. His name is to be praised. His name is to be praised. Come on. Open your heart. Break out. Be praised. 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 Come on. Your name is to be praised. brother and sister they live in Texas and my dad's parents live in Texas and I was just 
a lot of stuff's been going on with my with my grandparents. My he's my grandpa has Alzheimer's, and um, my grandma's taking care of him, but it's just not a real good situation. And I told my brother, I said, you know, I said I really think my dad needs to be here in Texas, you know. And I said our family is like so dysfunctional right now. My dad divorced my mom when I was like six years old, and we're close, but we're not close. I mean, I love him. He's my dad, but I mean, he didn't really raise my brother and me. My mom did. Anyway, so I was telling my brother all the stuff on my mind about how I'm, I just really felt like dad and Kathy needed to be in Texas and just get out of California, come out here and live paycheck to paycheck like the rest of us <laughs> and, you know, just get out of there. And he said, well, I really think you've got some really good, you know, ideas there. Um, you know, call dad and tell him what you think. Well, like two days later, my brother flew out to California because he's a pilot, and that's where his his job took him. And he called me, and he said, "Well, I'm I'm on the way to see Dad for a couple hours. I've got a little layover." And I said, "Okay." I said, "So that means you're going to tell him everything we talked about, right?" And face to face, and which is better. And he goes, "Yeah." So anyway, he he got there, and my dad went to the store to get some supper, and and my stepmom says to my brother, "Do you think we're bad people for living out here in California?" And my brother goes, well, I don't, he said, uh, I can't remember the word she used. Anyway, she, he said, no, I don't think you're bad. I just, you know, we're all here in Texas and you're way out there. Why? And she said, well, every time I talk to your dad about it, he kind of gets, he kind of shuts down. I mean, it's scary to move and have to start all over again and find a place to live and a job and all that kind of stuff. And um, David goes, well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And she goes, really? And she kind of laughed and he goes, no, I'm serious. In about an hour, we're going to talk about it. And so my dad came in, and, and he was in the kitchen, and Kathy looked at David, and she goes, do it now. Now's the time to do it. So he goes, hey, Dad, come in here. I want to talk to you about some stuff. And he came in there, and David just said, you know what? This is what's going on, and you can either wait till things get really, really bad and move to Texas or, you know, try to deal with it when you're, you know, a couple years from now, or you can do it now. And... Dad was like, well, I just don't know. It's just hard. And he was like, I'm just telling you. He goes, you can, you know, this is just what I, I really think. Marsha and I have been thinking about this. And anyway, so a couple of days later, my dad calls my brother and he says, well, I really feel like God used you to tell me, you know, to really open my eyes. And he said, and I already told my boss that my my time here won't be much longer. And um, as of yesterday, my dad flew out to Dallas. He's going to be with my grandparents for nine days. He's going to go house hunting, job hunting, and um, by June, they should be in Texas. So <laughs> I was just, you know, they just, so all those nights of me being up late and thinking, I mean, it was just, it wasn't just me thinking, well, my dad needs to be here, and, you know, it's God saying, you know, and that, it's just awesome that God used me and my brother to open my dad's eyes. And I just feel like, you know, since Brian passed away, Maris side of our family has really come together and now it's time for the other side of my family to come together. This is the year for family this is for me. God, beautiful. Yeah, it is. Time of restoration. Time of reconciliation. Thank you, Lord. Marsha, this is going to go with you thank the Lord for your mother because your mother was a very godly woman she helped a lot of people and that day that she passed away she helped a lot of people and 
I'm very thankful for Glenda. She was very special in our lives. She helped my daughter. And that very day, he, she even paid for some bills for Mary Martinez. And she had bought a dress for Kay and shoes the very day that she passed away. And she always was helping people, Marcia. She touched a lot of lives. Your mother's a very special woman. And I thank the Lord for her. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Amen. Let's just keep worshiping him. Amen. turn to your neighbor and, and speak to them. So I am says you can. I am says whatever that need is. Amen? I am says. Will you tell that? In the spirit of what's going on, a lot of love, a lot of energy in the house. I'll tell you one thing I am is saying that he's reconciling. He's reconciling families. I am says I am. I'm, I'm reconciling families. You heard that. You heard Marcia uh, say it. I am is reconciling. Tell your neighbor, I am says, whatever that is in your life, I am says you're healed. And I add the amen to the I am. Amen? All the promises of God are yesterday, amen. And we're adding the amen to I am. I am says you're healed. And I add the amen that you are. I am says you're reconciled. Amen? I am says you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Restoration, reconciliation. I heard that sound when Marcia said it. I've been feeling that sound. Will you say that over your neighbor? I am says he's reconciling things in your life. I am says he's reconciling families. Did you hear when she said that? It's a happening of God. That's a happening of God. Say, Lord, you're happening. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe it's happening, Jesus said. And it happens. Say, the happening of God right now, restoring families, it's happening. Reconciliation in family, I am says. So I add the amen. Amen? Whatever it is, just grab your neighbor's hand in prayer. Say, yeah, I am said this. And I'm adding the amen to it. It's happening. The happenings of God. The happenings of God. I am says. So I add the amen. I add the amen to reconciling the families. I add the amen. To the reconciliation of families. That's your heart, God. I add the amen to it right now. I add the amen to it. I am. I add the amen to it.
close your eyes and receive and drink in his presence in a real way. It's been a wonderful day, wonderful day. A lot of love in the house, a lot of energy of God. You just tell him, Lord, you're amazing. You're amazing today. You're amazing in baptisms. You're amazing. your heart freely Lord you're amazing we love you thank you. We thank you today, Lord. Once again, we rejoice over the baptisms of men following Jesus. We rejoice in that today, Lord. We thank you for your love and your amazing in lives here, Lord. Next level, young men, old men, all mankind following you, Jesus. We thank you for your love and your energy in this place. We give you praise right now. We lift our hearts. Why don't you put your hands together and just give them praise and gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for gratitude. Great gratitude. We give you great gratitude and praise. We give you thanks for your love and your energy in this place. We give you thanks, Lord, for your words that you're reconciling, you're restoring, you're saving, you're redeeming, you're recovering. 
And Lord, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving, you're moving. Lord, you're moving. You're moving in our lives. You're moving in this house. You're showing your actions and your activity. Complete healings, restorations, recoveries, and your redemption. And we thank you for the health in people and the health in this house and the vitality in the members in particularly. And thank you. We don't take it for granted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for moving. Thank you. You can be seated. You can be seated. You can be seated. Amen. 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 One more time. One more time. Just give him praise. Will you? Amen. We shout praises unto you, Lord. We praise you. Our whole hearts, all of our souls, all of our strength, and all of our minds. God, you're good. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And God, you're good. And you're liberating where your spirit is, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the Lord. There's liberty. Thank you for liberation. Thank you for salvations. Thank you for that right now. Thank you for that right now. Thank you for reconciliations. Amen. Thank you. With every head bowed and every eye closed right now before we make another move. If you've never accepted Jesus and you know he's knocking at the door of your heart and you feel his love compelling you and you've never accepted him or made him Lord of your life and opened that door that he's knocking at, I want you to raise your hand with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to raise your hand between you and Jesus. Say, I want to accept you today. I want to know you today in that way. I open up my heart and open up my mouth. And if you've never done that before, I want you to do that right now. Good. Everyone in here. Everyone in here. Everyone in here. Everyone just lift their hands, both hands to heaven. Say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that I'm born again. Thank you that I have an incorruptible seed and I have the life of Jesus Christ. I have the love of the Father, a living Jesus, and a blessed Holy Spirit in my life right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Okay, if you put Romans chapter 11 up there for me. The 11th chapter of Romans, the 33rd verse I'm going to read out of. Feels good in that. It feels good in here. Amen. Feels good in here. Feels good. Vibrant. Life. Love of God. Productivity of Christ in your life. Amen. Say loving Father. Say living Jesus. Blessed Holy Spirit. Say it again, will you? Loving Father. Living Jesus. Blessed Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm moved by that word that she just spoke, Marcia, just spoke. God's reconciling, and, and he's doing it. Amen. The strength and the connection of this family. It's amazing. Yeah.
amazing. Amazing. Thank God. Beautiful. Thank God. We rejoice. We rejoice with those who rejoice. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. Families, connectings, joinings. So healthy. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you, yeah, for your love. For your love. Thank you for your love. Let's just wait on him for a moment, huh? And just drink in everything that he's doing, everything that he's saying, through everyone that he's saying it through. Amen? He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Just listen. Hear it. If your family needs that, just believe God. Those words have life on them. Those words are real. Amen? Be reconciled. Yeah, with your eyes closed, just say, like, if it's your family, say, God, reconcile my family. Reconcile. Reconcile that family, those members that are out of sorts, those members that once knew you and have backslidden. Reconcile them. Reach them. Reach them. Reach them. Reach them with your mercy. Yeah. Reach them with your mercy. Reach them. You know, last night I was praying over there, and and, and I, I was praying, and I had like a mini picture in my mind, and and I was like, kind of like momentarily arguing with God. I go like, you know, no, this is, I'm talking about depths and riches, Lord. And, and it's like, he's like, no, I'm filling this place. I, I see water. I see this place filling up. I see it filling up with water. And I go, yeah, but water's a great element of yours. But I'm really looking for those riches and depth in you. But I, I just started praying what he's saying. And in that place, he's filling up. He's filling this place up. Water. By water. Fullness. Water. Amen. God prophesies it even here today. Baptism. Baptismal. Water. And I'm saying, wow, you're doing something by water. You're filling up some water. And as I was praying that, and I, I shut my head off because I wanted to talk about riches. He's talking about water. And, and I see this place filling up. Filling up. It means fullness. Water means fullness. In my life. Say, in my life, fill. Water. Yeah, and I started praying. And I started remembering that scripture in Ezekiel. And, and I think it's the 47th chapter. And he said that water's coming out of this place. Water's coming out of that the, the tabernacle of God, and it's healing nations. Water's flowing, right? Say, water's flowing. Say, spring up, oh well. Say, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Within my soul, spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. And I started praying, spring up the wells. Let the wells spring up in this house. Spring up, oh well. Let waters heal the nation. And Ezekiel prophesied that in the first chapter, Ezekiel was by a river, and the river was called C.H. something, and that river wasn't a good river. And he was in that, and he said the heavens began to open. And he, and he didn't get caught up in those waters. Every commentary says those waters were like demonic waters. He was by them, but he wasn't in them. And those waters were washing people away, amen? But the 47th chapter, he said, waters are flowing out of God's tabernacle, amen? And he said, those waters make everything well. Say well. They make everything alive. Let's just go there real quick. Ezekiel 47. And I, I had no plan on doing it. I was praying that. And I said, like I said, I go, wow, I want to, I don't know, God. But yeah, God knows. God knows. And I'm, I'm following. I'm going to look into more of this. Though I didn't have a whole bunch of time to do that. There's a lot more in it. Ezekiel uh, 47, Cain, I think it is. If I can find Ezekiel, I'm going to have to look for my number codes here in a minute. And I don't know what verse, but I think it's 9 and 12 were the ones. Ezekiel 47, yeah. And you look at verse 1 and 3, and he talks about those waters that he was standing by, and then the heavens opened, and God began to show him a mini vision. And then he gave him this uh, definition of it to express those things. And all you look through 47 later, but the main one I, I highlighted was he talks about it in, in verse 9. It will come 
about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes. Say where the river goes. Say spring up, O well, within my soul. Spring up. Spring up and spring forth. Say that. Spring up and spring forth. Spring up. Every river that comes out of you, Christ, everything will live that touches it. Will live. That river goes and it will make it live. Say it will live. And there will be many fishes of the waters that go there. And others, the fresh, so everything will live. Say live. Where the river goes, everything lives. Tell your neighbor, wherever I go with these rivers, everything lives around me. Wherever I go with Christ, that water, that living water, everything's going to begin to live. Everything's going to begin to thrive. Say living waters. Yeah, he's alive. Spring up, oh well. Say it. Spring up, oh well. Spring up. Living waters out of your belly. Living waters, Jesus said. And then the next verse 12, he says, by the river. Say, by the rivers. On its banks and on one side and on the other will grow all kinds. Say, things grow. I grow by those rivers of water. And he goes, and trees will grow and leaves will not wither. Say, they're not withering. It's his life. It's his water. Their fruit will not fail. Say, my fruit won't fail. They will bear every month because the, their waters flow. Say the water flows from the sanctuary. Say right here, this sanctuary. And then say, look at your neighbor. Say right here together, this living sanctuary, this spiritual house, this habitation of God. Amen. Flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their lease for healing. Say for healing. Amen. Revelation says something real similar to that. And I was praying over there, and that, that scripture came, and I said, I'm going to run it out. It's healing to the nations. Say to the nations. This water that God's filling us with. These riches that God's filling us with. Amen? Revelation 22, verse 1 says, and this is John. He saw an open vision. Ezekiel saw an open vision. We're seeing some open things. We're seeing some open heavens. Amen? Then he showed me a river of water, of life. Say, of life. Clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the streets, on either side of the river, was the tree of life. Say life. Bearing twelve kinds of fruits. Say barren fruit. Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree. Let's read it together. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Read it again. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. Say that water's coming out of me. Say, that water's coming out of us. Yeah, it's coming out. And Ezekiel said, it's coming out of those doors. It's going out of those doors through you. Rivers of life. Amen? Amen? Yeah, God's moving. Say, God's moving. Say, God's happenings. I'm happening with God's happenings. Whatever I believe that's happened is happening. Jesus said it, and it is. It's beginning to happen. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe it's happening. Tell your neighbor it's happening. I'm in the happenings of God. I'm getting great testimonies of the life of God. Only God can do that. Only God alone can satisfy. Families coming together. People bearing fruit. People that are lost being saved. Backsliders coming home. Amen. Uh, put up Romans 15:29 for me, Cain. And, I, and God, I, I was praying that, I was praying that spring, spring up, O wells, spring up wells of God in every one of you, spring up wells of God in this place, spring up, 
and then spring forth. Spring forth. Spring forth. Remember that? Root out of dry ground. God's springing things forth out of you. Amen? Amen? Give me some amens. That'll make you alive. I'm telling you, I'm alive and well. Amens will make you alive and well. You got to voice it. You got to talk to God. Amen? I tell those guys, you got to talk to God. Your talkings, let Him enter in your speakings. You got to communicate. You got to open your mouth. You know the beginning of spiritual things? The beginning of it? Spiritual. Say spiritual. It's just simply meaning. Say meaning. It's being earnest about. It's just simply meaning it. Jesus said in John 5, do you want, do you really want to be well? Do you mean it? Are you serious about it? That's the entering to spiritual matters. Say spiritual matters. Say I'm a spirit and I worship God in spirit and in truth, in reality. I open that door by meaning it. By communicating it, simply saying it. When you go to a prayer meeting, you make utterance unto God. When you go to worship, you lift your voice unto God. Not because he's deaf, <laughs> not because he's deaf, because you're releasing your spirit where he dwells in man. And there's a spirit in man, Job said. And the inspiration is of Almighty God. Gives life, say gives life, and gives understanding. Say you're a spirit. Yeah, you are, and you worship God in meaning, with your spirit and in truth. That's what the Father's looking for. That's where the happenings of God are at. Those who are worshiping in spirit and in truth. Amen? How do I do it? I mean it. I communicate it, and I enter it. You really want to be well? Are you serious about it? Just mean it. 15, 29, let's see. And I am sure that when I come unto you, and we prayed this like two, three weeks ago, I shall come in the fullness, say the fullness, of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Let's all read it together. And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Go to Romans 1 for me. This is the apostle's language. Say, I'm hearing it. Say, I'm hearing it. Say, I'm loving it. I'm entering into it. The apostles' language, the eternal life that they spoke. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto to the gospel of God, right? Verse 9. For God is my witness, whom I serve with. For God is my witness whom I serve with. One more time. God is my witness whom I serve with in the gospel of his son. That without ceasing I make mention always of you in my prayers. These are just words. They're not rhetoric. We serve God. Where? How? Yeah, people got this bad concept of what a spirit is. It's, it's, some people it's spooky. Because religion tainted it. it gets, it's weirdness. It's not weirdness. Say it's not weirdness. Spirit is God's realness. If you don't believe that you're a spirit, then why is it when you go to visit people that are dying, they give up their last breath? They gave up their what? They gave up the ghost, the Bible says. They gave up their... You don't have to be a believer to see that. 
If you're a nurse in a place and you see people laboring to come out of their body. Anna would, it told me one time with the revelation, it's just like people are laboring to be born into this earth. They labor to pass from this earth. And you see them laboring. And then they go, no more. What did they just give up? Everybody got scared. Everybody got scared. They looked at me like, that's too doggone real. And that's what happens to them. And then you look at them and, you, and they're a shell. And you go, that's not them. They're a shell. Where'd they go? And in the beginning, God breathed ruach, breath into the nostrils of man. And he made him a, a life-giving spirit, right? Say, I'm a spirit. If people look at that element, they know how real it is. If you're a nurse, you know how real it is. You got to know that secret servicemen try to train themselves for years to awaken to their spirit, though they're unregenerate, to say that they have intuition. Man, we got to train ourselves to get to a point where we know in before somebody shoots. This crowd's too big. Secret service says we try to train, 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 but we try to awaken into intuition. So we know something. Say no. So let's erase all the foolishness. Of what religion said about spirit. Say, God is a spirit. Yeah, God's not weird. People are weird. Religion's weird. Right? Swinging from chandeliers is weird. Hopping pews, kind of weird. But God's not weird. He is spirit. And when we're worshiping, right? We're entering to worship. And we are here. Say, I am. And all it does is start with simply meaning it. John 5, Jesus said, Do you, are you serious? Do you mean it? Just mean it. Just mean it and open your heart. God, I really mean it. Anytime that started in my walk with God, just simply meaning it, the happenings of God begin following. Every time I just simply, I mean it. I'm serious about it. I'm real about it. And I'm going to utter that to you, God. I'm uttering that meaning. I'm earnest. And the happenings of God begin. Say, they happen to me. They happen for me. What things whoever I desire when I pray, believe that it's happening and it's happening. Amen? That's how the happenings of God occur. Say, God's a spirit. We worship him. All of us. In spirit. And in truth. In breath. Say, spirit means wind. Yeah, people say, you know, I don't know. I don't know where spirit. That, they, they try to get all heady. But you ever have the wind knocked out of you? Poof. Or some people will say, Satan knocked the wind out of my sail. Knock the breath. Say, breath out of me knock the spirit life out of me are you listening to me yeah we're going to do that the whole thing with god is that we're a spiritual house we are a spiritual people and we got to reintroduce the rhetoric of the apostle for god is my witness whom i serve with my mind my emotions my theology my high heady knowledge whom I serve with my, and Job said it, amen, 32, you look it up. There's a spirit in man, and the inspiration is of Almighty God. Gives light, say it gives light, and understanding. Proverbs 18, 14, put it up there for me, Cain. 18, 14, it's powerful. And it says that the spirit of a man will sustain him against sickness. A spirit of a man. 
The spirit, let's read it together. The spirit of, of a man. Say the spirit of a man. Say I'm a spirit. It's regenerated by God. I have light. I have understanding. The spirit of a man will sustain his weakness. Infirmity. It says in one uh, translation in the Hebrew, sickness. What does it say? The spirit of a man will sustain him in whatever he's facing. But a wounded spirit who could bear. That's the power that God made in the human spirit. Say the human spirit. Right. And we're going to enter into that. Amen. We're going to enter into that. You're going to experience that. It's going on. It's a happening of God. It's a happening of God. Remember that? The fullness of the blessing of Christ. And Paul the Apostle said, after he said those verses in Romans 1, 9, he began to say, I long to come to you, Rome. I long to impart. Say impart. Those are, that's a spirit language. Say spirit language. I want to take the foreignness of. I want to take the funkiness off of when we say spirit. And the shame that Satan tried to put on that. Because he knows the spirit of a man is powerful in God. He knows that. So if he can mess it up and lie and say, those people are, those are the weird people. They think they're spiritual. You are a spirit. It's none of that garbage. It's where God lights you and enlightens you. Amen? It's where you know things. Where you awaken intuition, revelation, depths and riches. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm a spirit. I worship God in spirit and in truth. Let's just go, go to John 4 with me real quick. I'll get back to Romans. John 4, you know the story that there was a woman at, at a well that Jesus went directly for her, right? He went for her. He told his disciples, go on. He said, I'm going to go to this place that rejected me called Samaria. And I'm going to reach because I know that the Father's working on someone in that Samaria. I know the Spirit of God is working on someone in Samaria. Do you know that the Spirit of God's working on someone? Do you know that? I know some people that he's working on right now. I know some people that he's reaching right now. You think about it. I know some people that the Spirit of God is reaching right now. He's reaching them in mercy. Say, mercy's reaching. Right? And maybe they don't know what to do, but mercy begins to reach. And I, I got a person in my mind right now, in particular, that I've been praying for because I know the mercy of God is reaching them. Yeah, they don't know what to do. They get a little uncomfortable. Do you remember when mercy reached you? Huh? I remember when it reached me. I, I remember when mercy began, began to reach me. And I was on a parking lot with this other guys. And, and I began to, and we were doing the same old dead things, the same old empty things. And then all, and that thing began to happen in my heart right in front of them. Mercy's reaching. And I said, man, I got to get right with God. Enough of this foolishness. Mercy was working. That's the Holy Spirit working. I rejoice in seeing people. I was telling a friend of mine on the phone that when the Word of God is, is spoken and the Spirit of God is performing, and Jimmy will always say that, I don't have to go every second and see how they're doing or what's going on. God and His Spirit and His Word are working. And they're surrendering. And my buddy said, man, you know how many meetings? We used to have meetings every week. Counseling meetings every week. Bishoping meetings every week. And he goes, man, that's a beautiful thing when the Word of God is working in people, and the Spirit of God is watching over and drawing them. That's a beautiful thing. I go, yeah, it is to me. Because they surrender, not because I told them to, because they hear Him telling them to. 
Yeah, see, I'm still going to counsel. I love it. It's part of God. But I'm talking about that richness. I'm talking about his realness. I'm talking about how he watches over his word and reaches us. Amen? And he's reaching people right now. And I know the person. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think about whatever person he gives you right now that you know that the mercy of God is reaching them. They once served God, but they're backslidden. They're far away right now. They, they left. They have that distance. But you know he's working. And you go to work and you see them every day. But you, gotta, you could sense something about God doing something in their lives. Amen? I want all of us to reach for that person. Say, so you got waters that can reach them. Waters that can heal them. Right? Right? Say, I do. In Christ, I do. I'm going. I'm reaching. Let's go back to Romans. I'll go back to, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this up. And he went to Samaria because mercy's reaching, right? He knew. He said, I got to go there. I, I got rejected there. And maybe you got rejected in your Samarias before. Maybe I did. But when the Holy Spirit's already preceding us, we got to go. We got to go. And Jesus said in 21, oh, okay, let's go up a little higher. He started reading her mail, right? He started telling her some things. He started telling her. She couldn't recognize. He said, if you would have known the gift and who gave it. He starts trying to tell her some things. In 12 verse, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. He said, to her, he says, you're correct. You have no husband. For you have five husbands. And the one you're now with is not even your husband. And she goes, wow. Uh, nobody knows that. You know that. And he said, I'm leading you to water. Say water. You're not going to be satisfied with some man or some woman. He goes, it's emptying out, right? The woman said to him, I perceive you're a prophet. 20th verse. Our fathers worshipped, she says, right? He reads her mail, and then she goes back into her religion. He tells her her life, and she goes right back in. If people do that, keep them on task. They keep them on task. You tell them about their life. Say, so you're broken down. Uh, I perceive this about your life. And, and then they go on and say, well, I'm a member of such and such church. I didn't ask you that. Just keep going. Keep them on task. Say, I want to give you water. I want to give you life. I know Jimmy's doing that with some, some families and individuals. He told me the other day. And, and, and they might want to say to him, yeah, man, I'm feeling empty. And yeah, I'm feeling that. And, and, but I'm a member of such and such church. And I'm a member of that. And he's saying, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking what God's perceiving in your life. And he wants to move you up. And he wants you to have living water. That's what he's talking about. That's what he's telling me about those people about. Are you listening to me? Say, so you have people in your sphere. Say, I'm going. I'm going. I'm bringing water. Yeah. Jeanette brought a blast of water to me. My, my, my text was the longest I've ever had in my life in the history of it. But she splashed me with, and I said, who said that? Jeanette said that. Man, can she articulate. Man, can she communicate. Man, can she express the heart of God. I said, who is this? And what did you do with Jeanette? Where did she go? Full of that. It, it splashed me, washed me. It had water of life. It brought fruit to your life. If you read it, you know it. How, how many of you read it? Anna posted it up. Yeah. Tell me it didn't move your heart. There's more to come. Yeah, there's more to come out of you. More to come. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Out of Jess. Spring up, oh well. Out of Josh. Out of Norm. Spring up, oh well. Out of Heather. Spring up, oh well. Out of Carmen. Come on. Spring up. You got to give it out. Amen. And he said, stay on task here. I'm not asking you about your denomination. I'm asking you about life in God. I want you to have water. Amen. 
And she went back to her religion and, and she started talking. And she said, uh, hey, we worship in this mountain. And you people say, <laughs> tell your neighbor, you're one of those you people. <laughs> you tell, we worship in a mountain. We, we, we worship out of, out of whatever. Right? Yeah, and, and, and we worship not out loud. I'm telling you, it ain't worship. It's meditation at best, but it's not worship. That's right. Amen. See that already? She's already groaning and travailing. Intercessor. Yeah, they must worship in spirit and truth. Ah! Right? If you're, if you're silent, when I first went to a church, and I, and I got in the back and I asked the elder, I saw everybody around me doing it, and I was in the back of the church, and I go, man, I, you kidding me? Is there any need for prayer? Yeah, I need lots of it. I stood in the back. I go, yeah, I need prayer, but I was shy. And they go, so I watch people. And they go, I got prayer. And they go, yeah, what is your request? Oh, such, such, my family. Okay. I got prayer. And the next guy started going, silent, unspoken. And then the other one went, unspoken. I went, so I did it. So I got in, though. Unspoken. That means you're not going to know anything. <laughs> and I'm not putting all that out there. Because <laughs> I don't know about all you all, and I'm afraid of judgment. So I'm just going to go, unspoken. Right? If it's unspoken, it's not prayer. Huh? Uh, uh? Yeah? Huh? How can you? Come on, Tom. How can you agree? Worship comes out of the heart, out of the mouth. At best, you're meditating. That's okay. I love meditation. Meditate. Get revelation. But worship, you open your mouth. But prayer, you say something. Right? Yeah. So he goes on and they said, he said, you people. She said, you people, you, you ones that worship like this, it shows you people. You guys, uh, he goes like this. Let's see, sir, I, okay, he says, our fathers, verse 20, worshiped in this mountain. Say he's not, it's not in the mountain. Say it's not in the mountain. Tell your neighbor. It's not in the mountain. It's not in the mountain. It's not in the mountain. And you people say that in Jerusalem, you people say is the place where men ought to worship, Right? And that was back then, okay? And he goes, it's not in the mountain. It's not even just in Jerusalem, right? And Jesus said, I'm going to move you further. And Jesus said in verse, 21st verse, woman, believe me, an hour is come, is coming, when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Say the Father. For you worship what you don't even know. You can tell him that. Jesus did. Go ahead and tell him that. You worship what you don't even know. You're talking to a statue that can't answer you. Don't shout me down. Don't throw stones. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? It's the, we worship God, and we worship the image of God, right, in spirit and in truth. And you know what trans, to be transformed means? To be changed by being with. And it's got to be a living God. It's the only image that it has reality. Amen? Everything else is an empty idol. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you're worshiping. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care whatever it is. It has no payoff. You're going to be empty. There's no breath in them, Anna said. Tell your neighbor, there's no breath in no idol. Idol can't pay off. Say God's image alone. God alone. God alone. I'm going to enjoy sports, but I'm not going to worship them. I'm going to enjoy working out, but I'm not going to worship it. I'm going to enjoy eating out, but I'm not going to worship it. Amen? I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not stepping over where I'm consumed in worshiping it. And it tries to become a God to me. Paul said, the apostle said, nothing has power over me. 
Hello? Hello? Neither in this mountain, neither, neither in this Jerusalem, but the hour is coming. Say the hour is coming. When true worshipers will, say will, worship the Father in spirit, wind, breath, ruach, pneuma, and truth, aletheia, realization, reality, meaning it, say meaning it. For such people, say I'm that people, say I'm that people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. That word worship in different translations in the Hebrew, I think the Egyptians means to throw out your arm like you're blowing a kiss. You ever done that with God? You don't even know why you do it? You're up here and you're going, thank you so much. And that's the Egyptian definition, to throw open the arms like blowing a kiss. I love you, God. I worship you, God. The other one is to be on your knees and on your forehead, worshiping God. It means to kiss the hand. It means even like a dog that licks that hand in homage. Amen? You ever seen that? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that to him. <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing it because then, I, then I, I got an idol. <laughs> if I keep looking at that, I might get real smart, though. If I, if I go to that idol, it will produce some intelligence. <laughs> I'll be like the scarecrow. <laughs> Three and two square, whatever he said. <laughs> Whatever it is, the scarecrow. Whatever you're worshiping, you're becoming like. Amen? I used to tell young men and women, young women, quit flirting. Young woman, quit that seduction. Young woman, because don't you know, don't you know the spirit that you're worshiping, you're going to have to serve? If you're flirting, you're going to have to have sex one day. Are you listening to me? Hey, tough guy, quit having that image, tough guy. Quit doing that. Don't you know you worship that image? You're going to have to fight. And if, you, if you're not wearing it, you're going to get beat up. Stop it. You're not that guy. Stop it. Amen? Whatever image you're beholding, whatever, that's what's entering you. Are you listening to me? And today, as I'm talking, if you've crossed that line and it's an idol, repent. Say, God, I get it. I can enjoy this. I enjoy a lot of things. I, I enjoy that with Norm and we uh, talking guns and knives and edge weapons defense. And it's fun. And God bless me and let me enjoy it. Say, enjoy it. But I don't dress up at night in black with ninja swords and come out and think I'm a superhero. God gave it to enjoy, not worship. I don't get consumed with it. I enjoy it. So if you're crossing the line from enjoying to worshiping, which means giving your whole heart to it, obsessed with it, ho, ho, obsessed with it, can't let go of it, and it takes a greater place in your life than God, close your eyes and say, oh me. God, I'm changing that. Worship belongs to him, right? Why do you think it is worship? People go, that's what you do in the church. No, worship restores the image of God to his man. Worship does that. Worship opens prison doors in your life, like I told you last week. When you're all locked up, I, I, I would have never worshipped. Of course I wouldn't because I wouldn't have been a Christian. I would have never worshipped God. If, of course I wouldn't. But I was locked up even as my beginning and being born again as a Christian, sitting on the back pew. And when all those people were worshipping, but I'll never forget that day of looking at Don Love at New Life Fellowship 
And I looked at his face because I was I'm that guy. I was the skeptic and I gave my heart to God and he was real and he entered my life. But I watched that pastor love and I looked at his face and his countenance changed. And he was singing songs, singing songs that had presence in worship and his face changed. And I said, wow, I don't know what that is because I'm still not singing. But I'm beholding something. He's beholding someone and his countenance is changing. And I'll never forget when he used to begin to sing that. I remember his face, and I remember the change, and he would be singing, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning, new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And he began to sing that and worship that. Of course, Anna was already singing it and worshiping it with her hands up, but mine were down and holding the pew. But I began to see something happen as he began to do that. That man touching the image of God and expressing that. And it began to move in the congregation. And I took those songs home, like I told you, and began to sing them. Say, sing them. Yeah, yeah. Bashful guy, shy guy, skeptical guy, singing those songs. Singing those songs until worship occurs. Singing those songs. And you know what happened? Then I got bold enough to tell my wife, hey, let's get together. And let's sing these songs together. Here's a sheet. Have one. Do you think I like singing? You guys are saying, no, because you can't sing. I, I know that. I don't care. It says worship, not, not be an entertainer. It says worship God. So don't pick on me with that. That's why I always tell Judah, sing, hurry, fast. Sing, hurry, fast. Oh, you do, you try. Yeah, like you do on that, when you speed up that thing. It is written, it is written. <laughs> Inside joke. I began to tell Anna, let's go, and, and didn't know much about God. Not, and I'm telling you this so you can enter this, so I can enter. Say enter. Yeah, you could do this with God and touch God's image and touch him in worship. Amen? That's how you're going to get transformation. Transformation means what? To be changed by being with. To be changed by being with. So I told Anna, let's sing. You think I was self-conscious? You better believe it. But I don't care. I close my eyes, shut my ears, and sing. (laughs) Sing whatever songs until God's presence happens, right? My wife. Then it goes from my wife to two others, Bill and Donna. Then it goes from two other people, Chris and Margaret. Then two other people, Robert Bauman and and, uh, Michelle Bauman. And two other people. And two other people. Until I was in my living room, I think there was about 20, 22 people. And we're just doing what all we knew. I saw him. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His word, his mercies never come to an end. For they're new every morning, amen, new every morning. Great is his faithfulness, oh Lord, great is your faithfulness. Sang it once, sang it twice, three times. And then the elder in that circle of 20 says, do you know what's going on here? Nope. No, I don't. But all I know is this is all we know. Say it could be all you know. Say I'm made to worship. And then there's that, you know what else? Because we didn't know. Then we, and I had, I had uh, some other friends, the most cynical friend on the earth. And he's in there saying, let's do some more of that. Let's do some more of that. And we go, yeah, okay, let's see our list. You know what we did? We print out lists and we start with three songs and we close our eyes and then all of a sudden the person on the left would have a song. Same songs. I mean, they were known songs. I'm not saying they started a new Matikos. They were known songs. But they were, they were inspired in the moment, and then the person over there would begin to sing, and we'd sing and worship with them. And then they began to sing, and we'd sing and worship with them. Yeah, and then God began to move in there, and the elder goes, you know what's happening? I go, no. He goes, this is God's presence, and this is what he's wanting to say. And then he, he would add prophecy. And then his wife would prophesy, and then he'd have a revelation. 
And guess what we were having? We were having Zion. We were having church. Huh? From some, some half-retarded Italian kid didn't know nothing but singing a song. It's yeah, Because I meant it. I, was, I just meant it. I said, I saw that man's face. It moved me. And God moved through him. And we need this to have change. We need a spiritual house. We have a spiritual God. And we're spirit and truth. And if you're worshiping on that mountain where it's dead in religion, come out of that religion and come into life in God. Stop excusing it. Stop apologizing for it. I'm going to spit on everybody in the front row. (laughs) Water, water. Come out of there. Don't waste your time. I can't babysit that anymore. Get out of there. Worship God in spirit and in truth. And stop apologizing for spirit. Paul said, I wouldn't have you ignorant concerning spiritual matters. We've been ignorant too long. We got duped. Satan painted a mustache on the true word of worship. Where people, uh, the heady people and theologians say, well, we don't do that spirit thing. Then you don't do the God thing. If you're not doing the spirit thing, I'm talking the life of Jesus. Say where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. He said where the spirit of Christ is, there's liberty. So when we're talking spirit, we're talking spirit of the Father, whereby we cry, Abba, Daddy. When we're talking about spirit, we're talking about the spirit of Christ in us, telling us to cry, Abba, our Dad. We're talking about the adopted spirit in us. Romans says that we cry out to him. Rock's got to cry out. Tell your neighbor, you got to cry out. Not in a religious way, in a heartfelt meaning way. Oh, that men would praise him. Say, I'm doing it. You're doing it. I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling rocks come alive and praise Him. I'm sensing God in worship and praise. The last few weeks, I'm sensing Him in spiritual songs. I'm sensing Him through spiritual men. Say, spiritual men. That's not ego. Say, that's not ego. Say, that's normal. You're a spiritual man if you're born again. Right? And if you don't get your head in the way, when you get your head in the way, you're a carnal man. I'm not putting the brakes on Jesus. Full face worship. Full face worship. Amen? Those that worship him must worship him, right? Everybody must. Hey, look, man, I was the hardest rock head there was. But worship broke things out of me. Worship made me weep when I wouldn't cry for nothing. Don't you know? Don't you know that? You're trained that way all your life. Don't cry or I'll, I'll whoop you. You'll have something to cry over. I remember that. Do you? You're that generation. Do you? With hangers? (laughs) Well, I shouldn't have said I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) Do you remember that? I do. That generation? Man, you better stop crying. I'll give you something to cry over. (laughs) That big old belt. (laughs) That belt come out. Huh? Do you remember that? So I don't cry. Hit me in the face with a sledgehammer. I'm not crying. Not happening. I remember what he said. Yeah? It doesn't matter. So you're locked up. Say locked up. Say I'm locked. I was locked up. Some of you are locked up. Somebody came to let you out. Huh? Worship. Someone wants to let you go. And I began to sing those songs. And when Anna wasn't home, I began to cry. Not just cry. I began to weep. (laughs) I wasn't boo-hooing. I was saying, amazing. You're amazing. Amazing God, how can it be that you, my God, had died for me? 
I've heard Quentin, he texted me, Craig, the cross is amazing. Craig, the cross in Colossians is amazing. Uh, he goes, I can't explain it, but it's amazing. And I said, yeah, that a boy. And he goes, I want people to know it. And I tell them about it. But sometimes I get disappointed. I said, no, man, if you're moved by that love of God, it's going to move others. Don't quit. Don't quit. It's a pure love. It's called agape. Say agape. In the, Greek, in the Hebrew, it's hasid. It's agape. It's God's love. People aren't used to the love of God. So I tell them, keep telling them. Out of that moving of your heart, out of being moved in, hey, ha-ha, we got somewhere. Out of being moved in, I said, keep telling them, because what you're moved in, they're going to be moved in unto salvation. So don't stop, Quentin. Be moved. Tell them all. Open up the heart. Worship God for that when you're in the sanctuary. Worship Him for His cross. Though it's empty, there's blood stains. Huh? Worship him for whatever life that he gave and tell everyone. Because that's, that's where worship begins. Say it begins. To unlock me. Impart the image of God greater to me. His love, agape, Hebrew, hasid. Most people live in phileo. I love you because I feel like it. I love you because I don't. Right? That's phileo love. Sorry, in the world, most people live by eros, love. There's three words for love in the Greek. Agape, say agape. That's God's kind of love. Phileo is solical love. Yeah, I kind of love you. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes you're a moron, sometimes you're not. Eros is what people do out there. That's a seduction. And that's what people do when they live at a low level. They don't know those other two loves, and they live at a low level. And they say, I love you because we're fooling around together. It's real life. Eh? People look at me like, my God. That's seducing love. But God so agaped me and you. Say he agaped me. Yeah, unconditional love. He loved me first. He loves me always. Say he loves me first. And he loves me always. Amen? That's the love of God. Say God established me in that love. You're always with me. You never forsake me. Never lose your hold on me. You always, always, always love me. Yet, while I was a sinner, Christ died and loved me. Amen? How much more now? How much more now? Say agape. Amen. 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 Yep. So, i uh, finish my worship deal. So that began to happen because we became a spiritual house. Say a spiritual house. And I want you to divorce from your thinking that, well, if you say you're spiritual, you're egotistical. No. What's there to boast in? Any, seriously. Anybody. What, what can you boast in? Uh, you know, I'm telling you this story. There's no boast in it. I'm just making it so clear to you that if it happened in my life as locked up as I was, surely, surely, surely you guys are all a step ahead of me in your freedom to express yourself. Amen? And God's doing that. Say, I worship God in spirit and truth. I'm serious about Him. I'm earnest about Him. I mean it when I come before Him. I don't come empty. So He goes on and He said, The hour is coming. And now is when true worshipers, say, I'm a true worshiper. See, it's not something you earned, it's something that you're born into. Amen? 
And I will worship the Father. Say it with me. I will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. 24th verse. God is spirit. God is pneuma. Right. Though you don't see him, you still feel him. Are you listening to me? God is breath. God is a substance called spirit. Amen. God is breath, and he breathed into our nostrils and made us living spirits, right? And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said, 25th to him, I know, and look, look, she goes again, back to her, her theology. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming. He has called the Christ, and that one that comes, he will, he will declare all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you, I'm it. We're talking right now. Say right now. Let's go to Romans. I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to start in, in the, in the uh, I think, the, let's see. I want to get somewhere. I think I'm going to try to lay it out here. I may or may not. We'll see. 30, 31 says that this talks about showing mercy. Say, say mercy's reaching. And I want to finish this up because I really feel like God in spirit is on it. That God is reaching in mercy. Say he's in mercy. You know that he, he reached us. We talked about that before. And I know that the, he's reaching people right now. I can tell that some of the backsliding people are starting to return. They're feeling that draw, right? That's where me and you come in. Say, God's doing it directly. Say directly. By his Holy Spirit, right? But we're there to help them. We're there to help them recognize. We're there to help them say, or realize, hey, this is God in your life. He's drawing you. Hey, this is the happening of God in your life. He's drawing you. And you're helping them to Father's house. Say, Father's house. See, there's a parable in Luke chapter 15. You read it on your own. And if you read any type of every commentary, pretty much will say that the first parable of the, of the lost sheep has to do with Christ as the Son of God coming for that one. Coming for that one, right? Lost sheep, he comes for that one. The second one is the parable of a lost coin in Luke 15. And that one says a, a woman was searching with light and sweeping the floors that's a type of the Holy Spirit, most of them will tell you. And when that lost coin, she looks and she sweeps the floor and looks for that coin. Say, that's the Holy Spirit. And he's moving right now. And I, can it be because of your prayers? Can it be because of your lifestyle? Could it be? Huh? Your prayers of yesterday, his searchings are going on today. And he's looking and he says, the Spirit of God is looking for that lost coin. Sweeping the floor. Look at with a lamp. Say a lamp. A light. Revelation and people are feeling that sweeping in their lives and they're looking for that coin that coin has an image on it Jesus said sometimes it had Caesar's so he said render to God what's God's amen And he said I want to restore the Spirit of God said, I want to restore that image of my father in you I want to restore that image the Spirit of God saying come on There's that coin this dirt you're hidden come on come back to father's house the next mystery of Luke 15 that there was a father that had a prodigal son that went away and left and said, let me go spend all I have. Right? Father's house. Say father's. Every commentary, most everyone that I've seen says, Jesus, son of God, for the lost sheep, Holy Spirit, type of the Holy Spirit, for the lost coin, restoring. I didn't say restoring the image. I said that. And then the father, a relationship with the father for the prodigal son. Right? Say mercy's reaching. And mercy's showing. That's what Romans says here, wherever it went. Romans says that he said, I want to, I'm going to talk about the showings of the mercy of God. The showings of the mercy of God.
What's it look like? What's mercy look like? What's mercy look like to you? I'm telling you, let's go to Luke 15 and I'm going to wrap it. No, I'm not. I'm going to, I'm pretty much going to stop in a second because I'm going to wait with that. But I want you to start, say, listen, mercy's reaching. Put Ephesians 2, 4 for me up there. I'm going to close it. And, and this is not, hey, listen, mercy's reaching, but also mercy is showing something. God's real and he's moving. Say he's moving. He's moving on people I know. Say he's moving. He's moving on people that are lost. He's moving on people that are backslidden. He's moving on broken relationships. He's moving. Right? But God who is rich, say he's rich. I looked up that word rich, and it's, it's where they get the Greek word for Pluto. Pluto something. It means fullness. Say fullness. It means that he has a lot of it. And when I read that Greek definition, that God who is rich, rich, Plutos, full, he's not shorthanded. That means he's got a lot. That means he's rich. means it's fullness. Did you find that in that, that definition? Fullness, Plutos. It's, where, it's back in the day where they got the Greek God Pluto. He was made for richness, riches. And Paul says this word Plutos, or however you pronounce it, Jimmy sure will say it. It means fullness, richness. Uh, he's got a lot of it. Let me see if I even typed it down. God who is rich, not short in mercy. Say not short in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Right? So people, the riches of God, the riches of mercy are reaching them. And you're identifying them. And listen, remind me next week how he shows himself out of Luke chapter 15. How he shows himself out of that. And he's rich in it. He's not empty. He's not shorthanded. When I read that, it went off of me in that definition. Do you have it in there? Read it real quick. Abounding, uh, abundantly supplied, abounding rich in Christian virtues and eternal possessions. That's the word plusios. I knew he'd, I knew he'd do it, right? And if you search it out, it goes to the Greek, Pluto. Don't think Mickey Mouse, but Pluto. It means rich, full. I, I, I could have swore. Let me see if I wrote this down so you get this. Riches. From the base of pletho, wealth, as fullness, say as fullness. Didn't he say, didn't he say to us, I'm coming to you in the, the fullness of Christ, church? I'm coming to the fullness in the riches of God, church, huh? Sure he is, sure he has. Fullness, literally, money, possessions, or figuratively, abundance, richness, especially val- valuable bestowments. And I put next to it, he has a lot of it, a lot of mercy. So with your eyes closed, say, God, you're, you're moving. And God, you're reaching. You're reaching people that are so far, far gone in darkness that have been dead in their trespasses and their sins and have been backslidden. And they're so far away. But mercy's reaching them. And Lord, I, I, I'm going to get around and cooperate with the Spirit of God. And I'm going to get around them and, and, and identify that to them. As a person you're thinking about, who I'm thinking about, and pray, I'm going to identify that. Say, this God is working with you. He's rich in mercy. He's drawing you back to the Father. He's drawing you out of this darkness. 
And I wanted to tell you, and I'll say it maybe next week, but I wanted you to get this. You know that when the prodigal son was being dealt with by the Spirit of God, I read this verse right before I came out the door. Though I haven't shared it much today. It said, one of the main motivators, I'm hungry, he said. I'm hungry. That was the motivator for people that are out there and are backslidden. They're hungry. He said, I'm hungry. And if I would just go back to Father's house. And he said, I'm hungry. And that was the spiritual hunger that drew them, right? Same spiritual hunger that drew me and you. They're drawing them. And they remember a measure of God that they had. And God's reaching them. I want you to work on helping show them. Say, shows his mercy. He shows his mercy. Not just reaches with mercy. He shows his mercy. He's going to show it through you. He's going to show it through me. And we're telling them, come back to the Father's house. Are you hungry? Don't worry about your motive. Well, I don't want to just come back. I can't just come back to God and can't come back to church because. Or I can't just become because. No, just come back. Come back to Father's house. You don't got to eat with pigs anymore. You don't got to be empty anymore. Just come back. Yeah, with every head bowed and every eye closed. If you feel like you're in that place where you're, you're making that comeback. And you want to make that comeback clear between you and the Father. Today, I'm going to open up that altar. And if you feel like i got to make that comeback with you, Lord, I'm coming back. I feel empty. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm going to leave this open. If not, no problem. But if that's what God, you want to make that comeback in your heart. Remember, are you seriously about getting well? Are you earnest? Just mean it. Just come back. If you feel like you're away, you need to come back. The altar's open and we're going to worship God. We're going to worship God. Say, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Making that comeback. The Father's there. I'm making that comeback. The Father's there. I'm making that comeback. I'm making that comeback. I'm making that comeback. I'm hungry. Mercy showings. God's returning in your heart. He's not, he's coming. It says he's loving. He's hugging. He's clothing and he's feeding your comeback. So let go of those thoughts that say, I don't know this. I don't know that. It says the father, the showing of mercy was he he began to run towards him. And that's what God does with you, the father. He runs to us. He hugs and falls on us. He clothes us. He feeds us. Then he identifies us. If you want to make that comeback and you feel that wooing of God, just return. Say, I'm coming back. I mean it. I'm coming back. Are you earnest about it? Yeah, I'm serious about it. I'm so serious about that comeback. And he's already there. That's showings of mercy. I'll talk more in detail next week on showings of mercy, possibly. The rest of us are all standing to our feet with our hands open up and our eyes closed. And singing this as we're worshiping, as they're making their comeback, as the Father's feeding them, as the Father clothes them with these riches, as He shows them His tender mercies, the sure mercies of David. You know what they are? The sure mercies of David are resurrection life. I won't suffer my Holy One to see corruption. The sure mercies of David, that's what they were. Let's all sing it. 
Come on. This week I got a phone call from my sister. We were just talking about things that were going on. And then she uh, called me back. And she says, Arthur, I pray every day. Uh, she goes swimming. And she goes, and, and while I'm swimming, I'm, I'm praying, you know, and asking God for, for things. And she says, that, that prayer has just feels like I have a Christmas list and Jesus has become Santa Claus and she says it's just she goes I thank him but it's just not happening anymore and I told her I said there's a scripture in James he says if you draw close to me I will draw close to you and I said you need to draw close to him not with a wish list but with just your heart and acknowledging who he is worshiping him acknowledging him knowing who he is other than the giver or the hand and I got off the phone and this is what the Lord revealed to me my sister you know, when I first became a Christian, I had a, zeal, a, a zealousness about me, and, and I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. And she was like, you're my little brother, and I'm not going to listen to you. Now, later on, she, she received the Lord. So I backed off. So I, I'm not, not going to tell you anything or try to lead you anything. This thing that she felt was the Lord drawing her. No one else, no one given any instruction, no one. She goes, it's just not enough anymore. And I just believe the Lord was saying, I want more of you. I want more of you. The very things that Craig was describing this morning, I was going, it happens. I, I know that it happens. There are people that God is just raising up. There was this person that received Christ, and I had this mentality of Christian church. 
and I said, you know, Craig had talked about the baptisms. I was going, you know, I need to go talk to him, and I need to talk to him about baptism. And, I, you know, I need to get him here. And the Lord said, they're my child, and I, I, I will deal with them. And I said, okay. How much faith did it take for me not to use my flesh to go get something done for God, but that to let His Spirit move in me? And in that person, I was going, okay, I'll drop it. It took more faith for me to do nothing at this point than to go do something. Because I don't want to do things in the flesh. Let the Lord move on you in worship. When you worship, let Him move and do and have His being in you. I know we're running a little long. But, uh, Beth has something she wants to uh, share in just a second. So if you want to sit down, that's fine. There's going to be a few more minutes. But I, I do want to say that uh, the I want to encourage you. If you want to change how you uh, let that river flow from you, how that water flows from you, sometimes it starts with a change of terminology. You know, when I hear things, even like our president says about these disasters that have happened, and, and, you know, uh, terrorist things, he says, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. That sounds okay. That sounds nice. But what does that mean? It doesn't mean it, it's not right. They're not with you. They're for you. When somebody says something they have a need, you, you say, well, my prayers are with you. How about you say, I'm going to pray for you. My thoughts and my prayers, who cares about your thoughts? I want God's thoughts on me. Pray to God that he thinks about me. That's what they are crying out for, so say it. Say, I'll pray for you. In fact, let me pray for you right now, and that will startle them, but it will change their opinion of what really matters. It will make them realize you believe that you're willing to step out and say it differently and do it differently. And Have you ever done that? It's amazing the look in their face when they say, uh, would you pray for me? Sure. They go, reach out and let, you know, take your hand. It's funny. Or you just say, yeah, I'll pray. They're going, what are you doing? But do it. Because my thoughts are with you. doesn't matter. Pray for them. Let them know that God's thoughts are with them. That's, I think, and that's just a small thing, just a small thing of changing the way you say it. Because you need to sound like a peculiar people. You don't need to sound like the President of the United States or some dignitary. Amen to that. <laughs> Change your terminology. <laughs> I'm just not a fan. I hate that terminology. Say, you know, I don't like it. God, you know, don't say, and if, if I ever hear anybody say God's not a fan, I'll be, I'll slap them. Because just say God despises that. If he, if he despises it, say so. There you go. The language of the old fire preachers. Anyway, that's what I had to say, but uh, Beth wanted to share something. Well, I just can't pass up this opportunity because 
um, when Craig started talking and about water, and he said, uh, he talked about that song, I've Got a River of Life. Well, yesterday, and this goes back to the reconciliation with the family because, I don't know, it's probably been a year, I have really just felt that my nephew, Trenton, has been reconciled to our family. He is such a blessing. He is such a changed man. And I'm talking, if you want to know if your prayers are working, that lady over there, she prayed this in, years of praying in. And he's got his wife and his daughter over here. He is a changed man. Spirit of reconciliation, just, I'm just so overjoyed. But let's go past that because he has reconciliation with his God. And he walks it and he talks it. And I love it. And yesterday I was visiting with them and Trent had just made this comment to his mom. He said, man, I've got this song stuck in my head and I can't get rid of it. And he said, all I can remember the song is goosh, 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 goosh. And guess what song it is? I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And I thought when you're connected in spirit, you know, connection and family is great. Connection and spirit, I just... The spirit inside me leapt when you said, that's where God is. He's in water. Because I'm thinking, Trenton, he may not be here this morning because of his job, but he's connected. He's connected to the Father. And that just blessed my heart. So I couldn't pass up opportunity to share that.